This podcast episode on business innovation is part of the QED Changemaker series on November 6th, 2020. I'm your host, Ryan Lim, Principal Consultant at QED Consulting. With us today is the Managing Director of Microsoft Singapore. With a 27-year track record in the IT industry, he's responsible for developing and driving growth strategies for all of Microsoft's commercial business in Singapore. A key part of his charter is to create local opportunities, growth and lasting impact in Singapore through the application of digital technologies. He believes that there is a critical role that businesses and technology play in the community. This is the primary motivation for him to serve on the board of Infocom Media Development Authority of Singapore and other chambers and associations including the American Chamber of Commerce in Singapore, Singapore International Chamber of Commerce and SG Tech. Professionally, this leader's career spans diverse roles including technical, business and sales management for leading organizations ranging from Avanade, Oracle, IBM, PricewaterhouseCoopers, National Computer Board, as well as his current role at Microsoft. Let's welcome Kevin Wall to the QED Changemaker Series podcast. Hi, Kevin. Great to have you with us today. Thanks for having me. Glad to have you with us. Could you tell us a little bit more about your role as Managing Director of Microsoft? Sure. As the Managing Director of Microsoft, my responsibility is the overall growth for the commercial and cloud business in Singapore. Uh, more importantly, I would say that uh, my role as a managing director in Microsoft is to create economic opportunities in the market that we operate and also look at how we as Microsoft can create greater societal impact, uh, leveraging technology that we have to support the community. And we wanted to do this through four of our national aspirations that we have set for Singapore. One is that we wanted to make sure that uh, we are a trusted platform player for the enterprises and the government operating in Singapore. We aspire to build deeper relationship to accelerate the innovation in the Singapore market. We wanted to be able to enable future ready skills so that we can prepare the nation and the people for the future digital economy. And last but not least, we wanted to build a inclusive and cohesive society leveraging technology to help to make sure that no one is left behind. Wow, thanks. It actually sounds very hopeful as well. Shall we chat a little bit about the sixth KOED Changemaker series that you've just attended? Yeah, first of all, thank you for having me at the QED uh, Changemaker series. I think you have a fantastic panel uh, of experienced uh, leader in the market who actually came together to share their experiences, their perspective from their industry. And obviously this time around, uh, you have introduced a set of uh, scenarios for people to think about uh, how those specific scenarios is going to impact them in the area of you know, business innovation. The scenario that I, I was in in that breakout was around bifurcation. I think it's a very important topic that we are all facing uh, and every industry has been impacted by that. And then to be able to hear from everyone about their perspective and how it's impacting their industry, but also how it will actually drive innovation in the way how we think about innovation become quite key. So are there any favorite sections beyond the scenario that you had attended as well? 
I think the best part is really the sharing. I think uh, it is something that is very valuable that you get from this sort of sharing, right? Many a times uh, we, we may form a particular perspective of what we think, how the market is reacting, but nothing beats by hearing how each of these leaders are talking about the, the kind of challenges or the kind of opportunity that they're seeing in the industry and how we can learn from some of this uh, feedback and how we could apply it within our industry uh, that we are operating. I think the sharing, I think, is what I enjoy most. With that kind of diverse opinions and perspective at the session itself from fellow senior leaders, so what are the, some of the key points that you've taken away from your group discussion that you are in? On the area of bifurcation, I think one thing that came out quite clearly is that whether we are operating as an industry or even Singapore as a country level, I mean, we are all in one way or another impacted by the tension faced by the two superpowers. I think that becoming quite consistent across every panelist who came forward and shared their perspective as to how it impacts each of the industry, I think is different. But what came through quite common is that I think we got to be able to react to that situation and be prepared to deal with some of the possible downstream changes or challenges that may impact the industry and how we can prepare for it. Whether you're thinking about supply chain optimization, whether you think about scaling coming from Microsoft, how am I thinking about how I can leverage my platform to help companies who are operating both in Singapore, in the region and into China how to make sure that they can actually be able to navigate through this uncertainty and still able to operate their business efficiently. I think that that came out quite clearly and strongly from the uh, discussion. Even with the bifurcation of tech and literally, I think it's a competition of both the Eastern and the Western philosophies as well. Is it always necessarily a binary decision and are we forced to take sides as well? I will look at it at two levels. At the country level, there may be certain country who may take sides, uh, but I think Singapore government has been doing a pretty good job and maintaining their strategic balance on maintaining the strong relationship with both the superpowers because I think that there's no need to do so because I think Singapore should continue to be able to embrace the strength of both the nation and to be able to see how we can actually help to make this work uh, better for us. At the company level, I guess, depending on the nature of the business and everything, uh, I would say I do see some of my customers who may have to make some choices depending on where the operation is and the strategy that they have taken may have to be two set of strategy for one that is uh, for the international market and one that may be very different for China. And I guess purely because there could be some constraint that they are facing based on some of the technology choices that they have to make, for example. I remember hearing some of the responses that was coming back that there's actually an opportunity to do a lot of innovation to become the bridge between the two tensions as well, right? Obviously, I mean, it's something that uh, Singapore, given that we have been always operating as a hardware we are very open and very, very transparent business. The likes of the China and the Europe or the US, they like to actually come to Singapore and establish their HQ here. And for reason is because of the environment that we are creating for businesses. And so I think from that perspective, we always wanting to make sure that always being our differentiation as a country, that is what I see. How about this innovation? Where does innovation then play a big role in such a scenario? 
Well, I think innovation is no longer an option, but essential to the survival and success of a company. Now, with the pandemic and the economic crisis that it has brought, all of us are experiencing new challenges and changes at a speed and scale that we had not had to address before. While it's obvious that the organization has prioritized technology adoption to enable remote working and business continuity, we have seen that those who have emerged stronger are the ones who have integrated the ability to innovate into the core of their organization. And recently, Microsoft partnered with IDC Asia Pacific on a study titled A Culture of Innovation to uncover how organizations can successfully strengthen business resilience and fuel performance through innovation. I thought I should take this opportunity to share a few of the findings of the study. Now, the study actually reveals that 80% of the Singapore business decision maker say that innovation is a must not just a good to have. They see the ability to innovate as vital to performance and resilience. And in fact, 73% of the Singapore organization are accelerating the pace of digitization in response to the pandemic. And one interesting thing here is that if you think about pre-COVID, we have been talking about digital transformation for a number of years now. But to be frank, uh, the approach to innovation very much was about experimentation and adjusting along the ways to see how digital technology can help to improve business performance. But when the pandemic hit us in March, organization had to switch to digital. It created a strong impetus for them to act immediately. And whatever barriers that they had previously were lowered and had to be removed. So that was the interesting part about this whole pandemic, right? It became a strong impetus for change. And suddenly you realize that a lot of the barriers that pre-COVID that they face, all that has to be removed in order for them to survive or, or build their resilience. So where do you see that balance between innovation and as well as doing business as usual? Has it gone a lot in the last couple of months? My CEO once said that we have seen the three years of uh, digital transformation happening in two months. I think that, that explains the, the speed of change and the impetus of that change that has created for us because of the pandemic. And you can see across the various industry that is happening, how companies are moving from offline to online, how it has created an acceleration of digital channel engagement, how new segments are being created because they have never encountered that. That was the customer segment they have ever served before and now it become a new opportunity for them. So all has changed quite a bit. Now that we know that it is literally vital to have innovation as part of your business strategy and it's going to be a significant emphasis on it too, is there any advice that you have for our listeners on how to begin or even to apply business innovation to their overall strategy or maybe even how to begin it? If you would talk about how to apply, I guess that there are a few lessons that we can learn when we were speaking to the leaders from those who have responded to the studies. 
and among some of the best practices that business decision makers in Singapore have came forward and share some of their thoughts. I was just share there are four or five areas that, that I thought will be important. First was around culture. Most of them talk a lot about, particularly in the area of uh, innovation, most of these organizations have developed a culture of promoting disruptive ideas and encouraging innovation as a corporate culture. Organizations should think about how they embrace failure, how they encourage discovery of new innovative ideas and business models. That that become very important. And leaders of this organization look at deploying processes that will drive that sustain innovation within the company. How they create a more systematic approach to driving innovation from ideation to commercialization. They also create feedback loop to capture those learning and improve on them. They also look for new opportunities to capitalize on the value of data. I think the data part is probably one of the opportunities that, that still have not been tapped on much at this point. I think being able to leverage on the data insights for product and services to increase the organization the competitiveness that become very key. And then you talk about how you can leverage digital technology. Now that's one area around culture. Then we talk about uh, rewards and incentives. 82% of the leaders prioritize and formalize innovation awards over traditional awards. So they think about new ways of rewarding their people and think about new ways of putting in innovation as part of the reward system rather than the traditional way of thinking about performance. Third, about 82% of the leaders think about how to hire a diverse cross-industry, multicultural, multi-generation workforce because they believe that by being able to attract the best and the diverse talent, that will help to ensure a more inclusive environment to drive innovation. That become also quite key from the study that we did. Uh, last but not least about scaling, uh, most of them also invested quite heavily in growing enterprise-wide capability and scaling initiative. So upskilling our workforce to unlock potential and capability to drive innovation become very key as well. Well, it seems that the majority of what you just mentioned uh, seems to also revolve around the change of perspective as well, right? Which is key to unlocking this big journey towards innovation. I totally agree. And one of the most important part when you think about business innovation, I feel, is that before you can really think about what sort of technology and how you can use technology to improve on your business performance, I guess the first thing is think about your business model. And when you talk about business model, I mean, the very first question is how prepared the companies or the organization, how prepared they are to leave the things, some of the things that they have been doing before behind. Because what have got them here may not necessarily will get to where they want to go in the future. And so how prepared they are to ask the hard question is that what am I prepared to leave behind? If you continue to wanting to do what you're used to do, but you want to be successful and want to be differentiated, that becomes a challenge. We think that the innovation is going to help a lot, but what about on the flip side? Is there any watch outs or consideration that we must have and watch out for, especially when we're employing innovation? Back to my earlier point around, I think creating the culture of innovation is going to be quite key. But be able to do all that, you need to ground yourself on a few things as well. I mean, that one, which is you need to be able to connect your innovation back to the sense of purpose and the mission 
of the company because I think you need to really go back and revisit that again. Why do your company exist? What's the mission? What's the purpose of what you are doing here? And how to connect that together so that you can actually start from that as a mission and then the purpose to start thinking about what are the changes that you needed to drive the operating model and the business model. Then obviously you got to think about some of the cultural transformation that will be needed to happen within the organization to support that change. So beyond just putting a, a culture of innovation, how, how do you build a culture of learning? How do you build a, a culture where people would collaborate uh, more together? How do you build a culture of inclusiveness? Make sure that all the ideas are being considered when you think about designing your product and services. So all of that becoming quite important. And we did talk about it just now, it's also about the scaling and the talent strategy in transforming the whole changes are becoming also a very important factor to consider. At this point, how about changing gears a little bit and get up close and personal? Are there any perspectives or things that you've learned about yourself when handling an unprecedented uh, environment like right now? I think one thing that I, I learned, one of the CEO that I, I spoke to in one of the events, actually he left a, a very strong impression upon me. And he shared this with me, that in time of a crisis, you don't run a business, you serve a family. What it really means is that when a crisis comes, you probably have to put aside but where people think about the business performance and all this at the very front. I think first you start thinking about, okay, so I need to think about my employee and, and their well-being and their safety. And then we start thinking about how do we want to make sure that our partners are ready our partners are okay, they are also taken care of. How are we looking at the community as well? And so when the crisis lands, uh, really what becomes important is that we can't solve this on our own. And it takes the whole community to come together to really fight against this crisis and to be able to collaborate and work together. I, I think that was one of my key learning. And the other thing is obviously on the people front, when it comes to a crisis like that, being able to show empathy and care for your people and your customers and your partners become even more essential because you just want to make sure that you're there and, and you will always be there, extend your, your support and your reach to them so that when you need help, uh, you know they will always be there. And you know our employees are also going through quite a change because of having to move and shift everything back to home. And you will have heard that it's not easy for many people, especially those with the need to deal with home-based learning or even people who have caretakers and things like that. And so being able to show empathy and, and being able to provide an environment where we can be flexible for them to work and be able to, to provide that, that flexibility to, to help them to prioritize on things that matter to them most, I think become even more important during this period. I'm glad that you actually mentioned that the relationships matter even more. Then let me ask you this. Did you make any new friends or contacts or potential partners at the session itself? Yeah, for sure. I think uh, the QED uh, Changemaker series obviously provide a great platform for us to connect to new friends, networks. And uh, obviously the, the social media too is so powerful that you know you can almost connect right away once you are, get introduced uh, through, through the virtual channel. So yeah, certainly so. Well, thank you, Kevin, for being part of the sixth QED Changemaker series. Really appreciate you contributing your time, experience and insights for the benefit of the industry and our listeners. We all have much to think about and look forward to chatting with you again soon. Thank you. 
Most of all, thank you listeners for tuning in to our QED Changemaker Series podcast. For more information on QED's leadership development solutions, email us at info at qed.sg. That's info at qed.sg. Do remember to subscribe to our channel and be updated on our latest episodes. I'm your host, Ryan Lim, and I look forward to having you in our next episode. Thank you.